I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. my friends and welcome back to a brand new episode of the unbreakable you podcast it's meg here as always and i feel like i just want to start off this episode with some random facts about myself because that's just what's coming up for me right now so i'm actually sitting in the dark right now (laughs) In my office, in the dark, I feel super cozy, but it was so weird. Penny and I, we just went out for a walk. It was absolutely beautiful to the point where I was like, okay, we shouldn't go on too much of a walk because it's quite hot out and I didn't want Penny to get like too hot walking. So we only walked like a block down from our house and then turned around and came back because it was just really sunny and beautiful and super warm out. We came back and not even 10 minutes later, it started thundering and pouring outside and it is so dark outside right now and it is 1 30 in the afternoon it is crazy I really don't like having like overhead lighting on right like at all we never turn our lights on in our house and so I don't have my lights on in my office I really never do and it's so funny because it's pitch dark in my office right now I love it so that's Random fact number one, I absolutely love rainstorms and thunderstorms. This is our second one within the last few days and I love them. I feel like just so cozy during a really dark, gloomy or rainstormy kind of day and I also like I feel like this is just another random fact but I feel like I can be more productive on these days like if it's super sunny and beautiful outside that's kind of all I want to do is be outside and enjoy the nice weather whereas when it's so dark and stormy it is just I just feel so productive so Here I am sitting in my office recording this podcast episode for you and I'm actually really excited about this topic. So I know for the past three weeks at least, we have been talking about nervous system stuff and just like I've been explaining a lot about the somatic work that I do in my practice and how I support my clients in our private sessions. And I have been having such positive feedback on my somatic related type of episodes. So I just want to say how much I appreciate you if you've 
reached out to me and let me know that you've been enjoying those episodes. So thank you so much for listening and just soaking up that information that I share. I really, really appreciate it. So today we are taking a little bit of a turn. Not totally, but we are going to be not so much talking about somatic work or nervous system health and healing, but I wanted to share with you four things that I started doing probably like within the last year or longer. I'll include that in the show, how long I've been doing these practices, but I'm going to be talking about four different things that I have done And some of these are specific, like I've specifically done them to support my hormones, but others I just kind of started doing them and then realized, oh wow, this actually helped my cycles. But anyways, I'm going to share these four things that have actually supported my cycles in being less symptomatic. And I know a lot of people struggle with symptomatic cycles. So I thought, you know what? I just want to share these four things with you because they have made such a huge difference in my life. Now, before we do get into these four specific things, I want to be clear that like these are not the basics. So if you're not already doing the basic things to support your hormones or just support your overall health, which therefore are, is going to support your hormones. Like we need to start with the foundationals and the basics first before looking at these more specific things that I'm going to talk about in today's episode. And maybe I'll do things a little bit backwards. You'd think I would record the podcast episode about kind of like the foundational things that you should be doing first and then move into more of the like specialized things or kind of the like added things that can support you. But honestly, I talk about the foundational things that you need to be doing so often, like eating enough, (laughs) for an example. Like that is one of the main things that we need to be doing is eating enough food. And I talk about that all of the time. But if you enjoy this topic and you do want me to record a episode about just like the basic things that you should be doing in order to just support your health and therefore have better cycles and periods I can definitely do that but like I said I do talk about those things a lot so that's why I'm like you know what I'm gonna sit down and share kind of these more four different specific things that I have been doing so Let's start off with something that I do every single morning. Now, this is drink dandelion tea. So roasted dandelion root tea. I drink it every single day at least once. So I have at least one cup using one bag of roasted dandelion tea. Now, if you want details on brands and stuff as well 
I'll include those. So I really like the traditional medicinals brand of roasted dandelion tea. Not only does it taste great, but their teas are organic and they're just easy to find. It's not like I have to be ordering it online. It's at my grocery stores here in my small little city that I live in. So super easy to get my hands on and I honestly love the taste. Now I have to also share that, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker. So this is kind of like my morning coffee. I have never been a coffee drinker. I do love the taste, but I just have never been a coffee drinker. But for the people in my life who are coffee drinkers, I have actually gotten them hooked on this roasted dandelion root tea. So my mom, for an example, she loves her morning coffee, but she also loves this roasted dandelion tea. So she'll have like her coffee in the morning and then she'll have a roasted dandelion tea in the afternoon. And the reason why I love roasted dandelion tea for hormones and just improving my cycle and periods in general and why it's led to less symptomatic periods for myself is because it is so supportive for liver health. Now, when we want to support hormones, we need to be looking at the liver and we need to be doing things to support the liver. So roasted dandelion tea is just a really easy thing to include in your daily routine to support your liver, right? It's just you boil some water, you pop a tea bag in your cup, and you steep yourself a bag of tea. I actually have my second cup of the day sitting beside me right now. So I drink at least one tea bag every single day, but usually it's two because I usually drink one like right after I have my breakfast. And then I also usually drink one mid morning when I start seeing clients or sometimes in the afternoon when I feel like I need another tea. So I definitely have noticed a huge difference since I've been having this on a daily basis. It used to be one of those teas where I would drink just kind of whenever I felt like it, but I feel like I have noticed a huge difference, like even more of a difference um, when I have it on a daily basis. And I've been doing that for probably like a solid year now. And I would kind of get um, little pimples kind of on the sides of my face so kind of like near my temples and if you were to look at a like face map in terms of wherever your acne is showing up the that face map would indicate that if you're getting acne like on the sides of your face by your temples that can be related to your liver and therefore, you know, you'd want to focus on supporting your liver. So I was noticing that around my period, that is where my pimples would show up. So I specifically chose to focus more um, specifically on my liver health and just supporting it a little bit more. And 
my, it's not like I would have these crazy breakouts around my periods, but I would definitely get some pimples popping up around my cycle or around my period part of me. So I have noticed a huge improvement with that while including this dandelion tea at least once a day, every single day. It's also great for digestion. Like it really gets things moving, I find. And that's also really important for liver health. Like you need to be having a really good bowel movement every single day, at least one. And by having these really good, satisfying daily bowel movements that is going to support your liver as well if you're constipated your liver is suffering from being constipated so we want good digestion also to support the liver and the dandelion tea kind of does both of those things so i love it and like i said it tastes so good now the second thing i'll talk about is not wearing a tight bra anymore or even like I don't think I've worn a bra with wires for years but I feel like I was still wearing bras that were they weren't like tight tight like they fit me properly but it was still kind of like a bra that held my boobs up to look a certain way you know what I mean like there wasn't a wire in it but I had these bras they were very comfortable but it was still very like bra like anyways about this time last year so again this piece is something I've been doing for about a year now I was shopping at Winners. So for those of you who listen to this podcast that aren't from Canada, Winners is like Marshalls, okay? So I was shopping at Winners and I came across these kind of like bralette type things and I they were so cute. <laughs> like it's this kind of like clay brown color. So I was like, oh, that's cute. So I grabbed it, not thinking that it would have such an impact as it did, but I grabbed it and I actually started wearing them as my daily bras. And I absolutely love them. Like I have multiple pairs. I think I bought one initially and I really enjoyed wearing it as a bra. So I went back and bought all of the ones I could in my size so I can be wearing them and washing them and rotating through them. Anyways, I absolutely love wearing more of like a bralette type of bra situation now the reason why this is so awesome is like ditching the underwire or just like a more form-fitting bra I guess is this supports lymphatic circulation so when we are wearing something like a wired bra that's actually preventing proper lymph flow and this can lead to super tender sore lumpy breasts leading up to having your period and I was dealing with a lot of that 
And then, like I said, last year I switched to kind of basically a non-bra type of thing. Like it was, they were in the tank top section actually. So it's kind of like one of those like tank bras, you know? So anyways, I have been kind of wearing this loosey goosey kind of bralette that really just allows my lymph to flow and proper lymphatic circulation and my boobs like I said, they were so sore leading up to my period before, like so sore. That's how I always knew, okay, my period's coming in like two days because my boobs were so sore. And now I just had my period last week, zero, zero tenderness. So it is so crazy. So if that's something that you struggle with is like sore, lumpy breasts, I would definitely... Like if you and I were chatting, I would ask you, what type of bra are you wearing? Are you wearing something tighter? Can maybe you find something a little bit more loose? Or do you have the size of breasts that you maybe feel comfortable going without a bra? And I mean, anyone can go without a bra, but the only reason I said it the way that I do is I know some people don't feel comfortable. And I guess that goes for like, regardless the size of breasts that you have like it doesn't matter but I just know some women do not feel comfortable going without a bra but that's also something that I've been doing over the past year too like if I do not need to wear a bra I do not wear a bra like for an example on weekends I and if like we're just around the house doing our thing I'm not wearing a bra I'm wearing a like t-shirt with no bra and that is huge ladies so if you can go without wearing a bra and it feels comfortable for you that is even more so going to support lymph flow and therefore like if you are having sore breasts leading up to your period I do believe that will help a lot like I said it helped for me and I know a lot of people like don't like how their boobs look in certain bras so that's why they kind of stick with either the underwire bras or something a little bit more you know shapely But honestly, I got so used to seeing how my boobs look in this kind of like tank bra situation like I was telling you about, like the really loose ones that I bought from Winners. I got so used to seeing my boobs like this and I love how they just look kind of more natural that like when Scott and I got our engagement photos done this fall, I like... Obviously, I just wore the bra that I always wear. And you can kind of tell in the pictures, like they're not really perky. They're not, um, you know, perfectly shaped, but I love the way they look. They just look so natural. So anyways, I just wanted to share that because I really like the way just like natural boobs look because now when I see old pictures of myself, wearing more of like the form-fitting bras I can tell and I'm like oh wow I actually don't like how my boobs look in those bras so anyways I thought that was a fun little tidbit of information to share there now moving on to number three the third thing that I have been doing is 
not working out on the first few days of my period. Now, I have a lot to say about this. So when I first got my period back, back in the summer of 2019, I took the entire week off while I was bleeding. I did not work out. So that was something I did from the very beginning and I stuck with it for quite a while. And then I think I got quite confident in the fact that I was getting my period every month. And I also got to this point where I was feeling really good on my period. So my period would come, I was feeling so good, like super clear, super energized, and like I could work out. So I did. I started working out on my period and no big deal. Like everything was fine, but I did notice that like I was feeling fine during my workouts while I was working out on my period, but it was like the week after then I would feel super run down and it was like, oh, I must be just, you know, depleted feeling from my period all week. So that was kind of what happened. And then in January of this year, I kind of put two and two together. I was on my period. I was working out and again, feeling totally fine. But the week after I felt so awful. (laughs) And so when my period came back in February, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and do what I was doing at the beginning and start taking those first few days of my period off from all intentional exercise, except for just, you know, leisure walks with Penny for an example. So no working out, during my period for at least the first three days. But if day four, I was still feeling like kind of tired or crampy or whatever it is, you know, I would obviously not work out. So kind of having this gentle, loving rule for myself to not work out on the first three days of my period at least. And I did that in February. And it was a total night and day difference between my cycle in January, which I just felt so run down. And then when I didn't work out on my period in February, I felt so much better. Like the week after my period, I was like, wow, I feel like I should feel. I don't feel like so tired and depleted. So a lot of this actually has to do with our nervous system. So our body is going through a lot during the time of our bleed. And I kind of like to think of it as, you know, our body is trying to focus on something that like it's working so hard to make something happen. And a lot of like energy actually goes into having a monthly bleed as well. So I just the way that I kind of like to look at it is we don't need to be adding more stress on top of 
what's already happening. And it's kind of like, okay, can we just let our body do what it needs to do and prioritize that function, which is our monthly bleed? And then in a few days, we can jump back into whatever it is we like doing to move our body when that feels right again. And so I've started doing that and my cycles have been so much better like the week after my period. So I know this has made such a huge difference for me and I wanted to offer that to you as well. And I still even follow this kind of quote unquote rule when I even feel like I can work out like this happens. I feel good on my period. This just happened last week. I, it was day one of my period. I felt awesome. I totally could have worked out but I didn't because I know this is going to help me in the long run. And I think when we are trying to support our health and our bodies, we kind of need to like have that approach too. is, okay, I might be able to do this today, or this might feel good for me today. But if I do this today, is that actually going to set me up for feeling my best tomorrow, for an example. So that's kind of my take with that. And like I said, I do think it's so important to just let our bodies focus on what they need to be doing that week of our bleed. And then we can get back into working out like we usually do if you're, you know, working out for an example. And Um, what I will also say about that too, is if this brings up a lot of anxiety for you and a lot of fear about taking, you know, one to three to four to five days off of working out once a month because you're bleeding, I would just offer you or suggest to like get curious about that that might be an indication that you might be a little bit obsessed with exercise and burning energy and that might be a really good invitation for you to kind of dig a little bit deeper into that and perhaps get some support with that and you know this is just me also letting you know that like people in this world do support people with those things such as fears around taking time off of exercise this is something that comes up a lot in my sessions with my clients so I do just want to let you know and remind you that if that's you there is support for you out there and if you like my style of like coaching and supporting clients, just know that I'm here for you and you can always reach out to me and we can chat and see if we would be a good fit for working together. And so moving on to the last thing that I have done now like I said I've been doing all of these things so like the dandelion tea I think I've been drinking that every single day for the last year the looser fitting kind of tank bras that has for sure been a year of doing that 
because I remember buying these bras around this time last year and then the not working out on the first days of my period like I said I started that way back in 2019 kind of stopped doing that and then started it back up again just this past February now the last thing castor oil packs I started this in January with the intent to support my liver because of those like little like pimples that I was mentioning before showing up around my temples. And so I knew that my body was communicating that my liver just needed a little bit more support. And also whenever I do any sort of like testing of any sort, there's always like something that comes up that is like, oh yeah, you could benefit from like a little bit more like focus on liver support. So, I mean, it, I knew the castor oil packs would only help me. And so I got really into castor oil packs. It took me a while to warm up to the idea of doing castor oil packs. It just sounded like a whole other thing that I had to learn about, but they are so easy. And I actually recorded an entire podcast episode all about castor oil packs and why I like them. So if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, definitely go back and listen to it. But I do use the queen of the thrones castor oil packs. They are amazing and I highly recommend. I'm actually like an affiliate for them. So I can always include my link in the show notes, but they are amazing. And like I said, I started doing this practice back in January with the intent to support my liver. And I do think that it has definitely helped my cycles just be overall less symptomatic. And as I've shared before, I definitely get less breakouts slash pimples around the time of my period, which is amazing. And they also help with digestion and lymph flow and detox and so many other things. So I just love castor oil packs and I know they have supported my periods and being less symptomatic. So those are the four things that I wanted to share with you today. The dandelion tea, the different bras, not working out on my period and doing castor oil packs. And I also do those daily. Now that's something that I actually stopped doing since I had my emergency surgery, just because when I had like the tapes on to cover up my incisions, I didn't really want to be like putting a pack over them covered in castor oil. So I was waiting until my incisions fully healed up before doing that. And now I'm six weeks post-op. Obviously my incisions are fully healed. Obviously like you can still see them, but they are fully healed. And so now I need to get back into my castor oil pack wearing routine because I would do that every night and I really looked forward to it. I just felt so relaxed when I had my castor oil pack on and it was just one of those like self-care practices that I genuinely really looked forward to. So 
I definitely need to get back into that. And like I said, if you want to get into castor oil packs as well, I will link my, like I'll provide my affiliate link in the show notes. Just if you want to browse the selection of castor oil packs that I use um, personally. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And like I said at the beginning of the show, if you want me to do more of a basics episode of all the foundational things that could support you in having better or less symptomatic periods or cycles, let me know because I can definitely record that episode for you. But I also have a lot of other topics to explore because I've received a few topic requests lately. So this is just another reminder that you can always reach out to me and shoot me a suggestion for a future podcast episode. I would be more than happy to record a podcast episode that was requested by you. So thank you again for listening today. And I will be back next week with our first episode in June. I can't believe it is already almost June. So wild. So happy last day of May, my friends, if you're listening to this when it first comes out and I will see you next week. <music>